Welcome to the Royal Ties Podcast. My name is Clark, the financial credit coach, and I will be bringing you information acquired through firsthand experiences in order to help you increase your credit score, reduce interest rates, increase savings, and eliminate debts. Doing it for the community, from the community, and by community, I mean any and everyone who wants to learn and evolve. So let's get right into it. Today, we are talking about renting versus owning property. I am constantly asked, what are the advantages of owning versus renting? So let's just start with that. Owning. Owning means you have an asset. Every dollar you put into your home has the potential to come back to you in profit. And you do not have to wait till you sell your property or have paid it off to start making money from your property. Imagine the $1,000 you pay for rent currently and never see back. Imagine that money over five years. That could be made available to you and you can use it and invest in a business or renovation to your own home. So the possibilities are endless. When the money you are considering to be a necessary living expense can actually be an investment in yourself. Historically speaking, real estate is the safest and most lucrative investment that you can make. I'm talking about historically speaking, right? And some, most, I'm going to say, most would say it's even guaranteed profit. In my experience, having owned multiple different properties in the United States and having owned property here in Canada, and I've invested in many different types of ventures as well. I have to say, and I have to agree that real estate has always been the most lucrative that I've known of. It's consistent, whether the market is up or down, whether, whether interest rates are down or up, whether you're on variable or fixed mortgages, in reality, at the end of the day, if you stick to your investment, there's over 90% chance you're going to come out making profit. That's in my personal opinion. Now, I have rented, owned, subleased, and even dabbled in arbitrage. In all these experiences, the one thing that never failed to bring in revenue with the least amount of barriers is ownership. So let's talk numbers. I'm a numbers guy. You rent for 1K per month. That's 12K per year. And over five years, that's 60K. Reality is, even as an owner, most of that goes to interest, unless you make extra payments on your mortgage throughout the year, specifically to your principal. But that's a whole, 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 whole different conversation. So we'll have another podcast specifically talking about that in episode but let's just focus on the ownership. So if we breeze past this and stay on course, if over five years you pay 60K in mortgage and you decide on your own, you know what? I want to renovate my kitchen for $20,000. Well, you have options. You have equity. Your property has taken equity. That money that you've paid over, over the years actually can be yours to be used for something else. If you rent for five years and you want your landlord to renovate your kitchen, good luck. Honestly, good luck. The reality is most landlords landlords only do what is necessary. And your tastes in cabinet colors, it's not really part of that. Your taste in what type of tiles you have in your flooring of your kitchen, that's not their business. They do the bare minimum to keep the place up to the standard of the city. And that's it. 
That's really all it is. Not to mention anything done to your rental property will absolutely have them increasing your rent when it's time to renew. Oh, yeah. So you can put money into your rental place on your own because you want to make it nice. That's not going to stop them from increasing your rent next year. They're not going to say, oh, thank you for doing this. We're not going to increase you. So imagine you have to pay more monthly in order to have them fix their property that is outdated. So basically, you are not only helping them pay off their mortgage, you are paying them to upgrade their property. And when you move out, they will rent it for more money to someone else. So all that time you've put in over the years, keeping it nice, doing what you want for your place, actually wasn't your place. It was for someone else. And then the cycle starts over. They rent it to somebody else for more money than they were renting it for you. They put the minimum in and all that money you gave them over the years, you never see it back. To me, that makes absolutely no sense. Again, that's just me. So you feel that little burn in your chest? That's your mind telling your body, this ain't it. And, and if you're not down to make someone else wealthy while you have nothing to show for it, this definitely burns you. This hurts. The most common argument to this is, well, if I'm the owner, I have to deal with repairs, tenants, etc. And I don't want I don't want that responsibility. Well, with success comes great responsibilities. But you shouldn't let the fear of what could or will happen stop you from making a decision you feel would be great. So if you want to be an owner and you want to have generational wealth, which is what we need in our community, if you want to have that and you want to have it for your community, you have to start by having it for yourself, right? You do. So you have to think about, well, do we not buy cars because we fear gas for prices are too high and repairs will be too much? Do we say, oh, I'm not going to get a car. I don't want to pay for gas. I don't want to pay for car repairs. No. Do we not eat at restaurants because we fear the food won't be to our liking? Like, oh, I'm not going to go there. The food might not be to my liking. So no, we take calculated chances every day because that is part of life. What you need to do is ask yourself, am I okay knowing that I am that one, I'm making someone else money where I could be making it for myself. And two, if I'm working daily to provide for myself a lifestyle I enjoy, does it matter what I have to show for it in 5, 10, even 20 years? You really have to sit there and ask yourself that question. It's important. Those two questions will help you decide whether you want to rent or own. It's really that simple. Earlier I said I would talk numbers, right? And I really wanted to give a bit more substance before really jumping into just numbers. So by doing so, it's like, I think we're ready to really get into the numbers part, but I wanted you guys to understand the mentality behind renting first ownership. So I mentioned 1K per month at five years, 60K, right? A renter is what you are spending and never seeing back now. Let's talk about what it actually takes to purchase a home. So remember, five years you've been living in this apartment. You've been paying $1,000 a month. That's 60K you gave to somebody. You just gave it away. Okay, Clark. Well, if I want to be a homeowner, I don't want to do this. What do I need to do to purchase my first home? Well, first thing is good credit. You need a score of minimum. 650 to get approved by most major banks, preferably 700 to get the best interest rate, but 650, I've seen a little less than 650 get approved for mortgages. It happens. It's possible. Then you need a steady job, at least one year working full-time at a permanent job. 
This is important. If you're an entrepreneur, they're going to ask you for way more than one year worth of salary. They're going to ask you for a lot more things because there's not a lot of stability, as they think, in entrepreneurship. Working for someone steadily with a full-time permanent job, banks favor that. It's very important. You need to make sure you have the funds to take care of your initial expenses. Well, what are my initial expenses when purchasing a home? 5000 5, 5% of the amount of the home for your down payment which means you would pay an extra monthly fee to a financing organization that protects your mortgage. So a way to avoid this is to pay 20% down for your home in which the CMHC does not require you to insure the mortgage with them. So CMHC, great people. But what I say is when you put that 5%, they're like, you're paying the minimum. We want you to pay a little extra every couple of weeks just to make sure if you default on your mortgage, you know, our insurance covers that. That's what it is. If you put 20% down, they don't need to be in your business. Basically, you're dealing directly with the bank without a third party being involved. Then you need to have the cash for the following. Your notary fees, your moving costs, you need to furnish your new place. There's a lot of things. You may even need to break your lease where you are now. If you find a home and you're in the middle of your lease, remember that same landlord that you gave 60 k to? You think he's just going to let you leave? Oh, no. If you don't give him the right amount of time and it's not when your lease is ending, he's going to charge you more money on top of the 60 k he took from you. But again, I'm not picking sides. I'm picking sides. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm picking sides. I'm just saying renting first ownership, whole different world. Overall, what's important in deciding whether you want to rent or own is to decide how do you want your money spent. You want to mark it off as a cost of living, or you want to invest in yourself and see your money come back to you eventually. It just really depends on where you are in your life. Like your journey is gonna put you in the direction where you're going to see, you're going to decide what best fits for you. It's all part of your journey. What's important to me is that you make well-informed decisions. After considering all the options, literally all of them, look at everything, renting, owner, what kind of home do I want? What do I want to do? Like, does this make sense? Ask yourself all these questions. Don't let society or even me push you to do anything you don't want to do. But I want to make sure, like I said, all the options are on the table for you. So I thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me today. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Royal Ties Podcast. My name is Clark, the financial credit coach. And you know what it is, right? Y'all been here long enough. I'll see y'all in two weeks. Take care. Much love. My name is Clark, the financial coach, and my motto is simple. Pay attention or pay for lack of attention. Please follow me at Clark, the financial coach on Instagram.